Hello, hello, and welcome once again to Hard Truths, a podcast of the Free Public of Utopia. And in today's episode, I want to get into a project that I've been working on now for at least a year. Um, anyone who's familiar with my podcast will know that. You know, I talk a lot about and share a lot of information about the darker aspects of our society that many people just simply don't want to look at research or rectify. Um, So that's mainly become my main focus over the years. But uh, yeah, like I said, in today's segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about the project that I've been working on for a while now called the Earth for All Land Trust, and this project was inspired from, you know, a multitude of problems that I see people facing every day, including myself. Um, You know, homelessness, wealth inequality, mismanagement of the Earth's resources, etc. And, um, So I created this outline for the express purpose of, you know, like many out there, helping to liberate my species from the clutches of the tyrants who claim to own the earth above all the rest of us that they share it with. This trust was created as a solution for a number of problems, as I've said, that affect communities around the globe. Now, there are already many trusts in existence. Community trusts among them are already being used on our planet. But like nearly everything else, many of today's trusts are not for the average working Joe Jane or native inhabitant of which we all are. Having lived in a few communities in my lifetime, I often see the same problems repeatedly appear. Problems that trusts like the one I am trying to create can help reverse and prevent with the proper knowledge and usage. First, the problems. Number one, homelessness. Everyone everywhere is aware of this problem and as one who has been homeless and is currently homeless now, as I record this, seeing the many vacant homes that litter the streets excuse me, seeing the many vacant homes and other unused properties and spaces that litter the streets, unused and decaying, I often wonder what method could I and others use to obtain a dwelling that wouldn't be seen as quote-unquote squatting, given the differing and manipulated views regarding homeless people and the controversy over squatters' rights. More importantly, what method is available to help nullify the risk of eviction and or foreclosure once a dwelling is being used, as well as what method is available to help nullify, abolish, dismantle the monopoly that the largest real estate companies have over the occupied soil that many native tribes were literally murdered for to establish. Problem number two is wealth inequality. In today's world, even the fully employed 
can and do have trouble keeping up with the ever-increasing, excuse me, the purposely ever-increasing costs of living. And while living in a dwelling that with the proper recognition and acknowledgement in the form of a community-owned land trust could aid in wealth building, seeing as how a person's home is the foundation that gives them the mental, emotional, and physical stability to go out into the world and do whatever it is they do to create abundance and wealth, not only for themselves, but for the family if they have one. Problem number three, lack of resources. Tragedies like the flood in New Orleans and the continuing water problem in Flint, Michigan, Michigan continue to expose not only the fact that our communities are nowhere near prepared should a real disaster hit, but also bring to light the decaying and subpar conditions our communities are already in and falling into. Due to lack of self-sufficient connecting systems that individuals as a collective community can maintain themselves. The systems we currently use are all monopolized and commodified by big companies for the expressed purpose of profit over people. Problem number four, lack of state and or government assistance. Many communities suffer from a lack of funding from the federal level while the community members themselves are too strapped for cash to fund incentives or projects that would actually help revive their communities. The recent school teacher strike in Arizona is one of many examples. Now, I by no means an am an expert in trust creation or social innovation, but 40 years of living on some of the most dangerous streets in America have given me an up-close view of how neglected, of how neglect, corrupt policy and manipulation, plus lack of funding and resources affects people at the ground level. In my brief time on the Mayor's Commission for Disabled Persons in Boston, Boston Massachusetts, as well as my time working on the election campaign for an Arizona official gave me a front row seat to how the process worked from the inside. And while both sides are full of people who mean well, if more creative, knowledgeable, and balanced vehicles of accessibility, like the one I'm proposing, are introduced, developed, and practiced, then the problems mentioned above will only continue. <coughs> um, for a picture, of how the three main basic components of the Earth for All Community Land Trust is or should be viewed. Think of a circle, and in the circle you have the steward, the beneficiary, and the trustee. And at some point, all of us are, or all of us take on the roles of those three things within the circle of productivity that our lives basically are. Being born on this planet number one makes you automatically a steward 
in charge of maintaining, cultivating, and expanding the natural resources that every human being has a right to access free of extortion, whether they have money or not. People not familiar with trusts might not understand their importance. And given how much people are purposely strapped for time, may not want to wade through all the long-winded and confusing terminology, which is in part my reason for putting this together. We the people must at least familiarize ourselves with the methods used against us by the elite if we ever hope to undo their effects. Some basic info on trusts from my limited but growing understanding is a trust in simplest terms is, in, is an agreement between parties. Party number one, the trust maker, we the people. This is the individual or individuals of a community who create the trust agreement, also commonly referred to as the grantor, trustor, or settler. The trustee steward, again, we the people, are the people who reside within the communities and is responsible for managing the property the trust makers transfer into the titles in the name of the trust. The beneficiaries, also we the people, <laughs> receive the benefits of the property titled in the name of the trust. The trust makers transfer ownership of certain assets to the trust and the trustee then manages them for the benefit of the beneficiary or beneficiaries, which is us, we the people, as individuals and as individual collective communities. We all are in charge of managing and therefore benefiting from all of the assets, resources, funds that we put into our trusts The number one trust being our households, since they are the basis and foundation for any outside endeavors that we may choose to employ ourselves in. I have edited the original source material, but the source for the above information can be found at www.thebalance.com. What is the definition of a trust? Once again, that's www.thebalance.com. Now to move forward, number two, what do trusts do? A trust is basically a vehicle that protects assets generated or gained, money, property, belongings, etc., from others taking it. And a trust can also make sure that any and all assets within the trust are passed on to coming generation. Very important if you have kids, as I do and as many other people do. And speaking of coming generations, it should be known, or it should be a known fact that we all are descendants of native and tribal peoples, making us all heirs to the assets of the earth, which should be put into official recognition as a trust for all peoples, regardless of color, creed, and or financial standing, influence, etc. For another explanation of what trusts do, you can check out 
barryangel.com. Protect your assets. Set up a trust. Once again, www.barryangel.com. The rich and powerful families of the world have been using trusts for generations. Quietly, although illegitimately collecting and building foundations for their own prosperity. We the people owe it not only to ourselves, but to our children to create the same foundations. Now that I have shared some basic thoughts on our societal problems and on what trusts are and what they do, I'll move into why I believe the Earth for All land trust template could seriously help our communities and why trust like it should be adopted nationwide and officially recognized. Using the three basics of what I believe to be the fundamental concepts to any community trust, which are stewardship, trustee, and beneficiaries, in order for the effective use of the circle of the principles above or formally stated, individuals must first realize that they are a sovereign being born with the irrevocable right and inherent ability to learn, grow, and prosper. But with this irrevocable right and inherent ability comes a responsibility to acknowledge these things, then grow in their use and understanding and stand in their defense. The similarities between being a trustee and a steward, why we are already those things and why community trusts should recognize, offer, and reward community members' stewardship to all communities and individuals in our nation and planet. What is a steward? Number one, a steward is a person who manages another's property or financial affairs and one who administers anything as the agent of another or others. Being descendants of our ancestors automatically puts us in the position of steward as we manage the properties, resources, and planet left to us by them. Number two, a person who has charge of the household of another, buying or obtaining food, directing the servants, etc., of which we all do as individuals and as individual collectives, known as communities. Number three, an employee who has charge of the table, wine, servants, etc., in a club, restaurant, or the like. What is a trustee? He or she is a fiduciary placed in charge of overseeing the day-to-day -day management of property and assets placed within the trust or household. Trustees' duties include locating and protecting trust assets, investing assets prudently, distributing assets to beneficiaries, keeping track of income, and filing taxes. Now, if you are a parent, then you are very familiar and already are very knowledgeable in the use of being a trustee as you delegate responsibilities and are responsible for the funds and other assets of your household and you, you know, routinely share these assets with your significant other and or children on a routine basis. Now, looking at some of the definitions, you can see the similarities, and anyone renting or leasing a place to stay is certainly the one managing the day-to-day -day affairs of the property. So why isn't this recognized? These two terms also remind me of another similar position known as house-sitting, which is the practice whereby a person leaving their house for a period of time and trusts it 
to one or more house sitters who by mutual agreement are entitled to live or stay there temporarily, either in paid positions or rent free. In exchange for assuming the combination of responsibilities such as taking care of the homeowner's pets, performing general maintenance, keeping trespassers off the property, readdressing mail, and in general making sure that everything runs smoothly just as if the owner was at home. So in effect, the many people who are renting leasing spaces to live are in fact in charge of the day-to-day -day operations of their household and trusted, made trustees by the landlord to carry out the duties necessary to keep the property functional. And in effect, the many people who rent or lease are home sitters in a sense as they take care of the daily operations for the owner, AKA Lord of the land, who is not present to do it themselves. So given the fact that the many mortgage, lease, and rental holders of Americas are performing the same general tasks as the above mentioned positions, why shouldn't we officially recognize this and pay people and create incentives, rewards, and discounts organized in a structure like community-owned land trusts that actually give the hardworking people a bigger, better piece of the pie? Nationwide trusts like the one I am trying to create and like the ones already in development could potentially help many, many people. By recognition of paid stewardship status, lower income individuals now have extra income. Stewardship discounts on rent and or utilities could help many elderly who struggle to afford them. Stewardship bonuses for families who build at-home gardens and other self-sufficient systems of living could help ease their financial burdens while teaching their kids about permaculture and sustainability. The combination of ways trust like this could help the various communities of our nation are many, and it's high time people showed an interest in learning about and sharing this potentially helpful document project in the making. If we are all working for and towards the, better the betterment of ourselves and therefore our communities, shouldn't we make it official? The third part of the circle is the beneficiary. What is a beneficiary? Generally, a beneficiary is a person who receives benefits from a particular entity, like a trust or an individual. And seeing as how, once again, we are all heirs to our ancestors, we are all beneficiaries of whatever resources and assets they have maintained and passed on upon their deaths. In most trusts, the beneficiaries are not the many struggling masses of the various communities of our nation, yet we the people work just as hard, if not harder, than the elite of society and also deserve to enjoy the benefits they have enjoyed for centuries through the trusts they have created and through the monopolies they have created, naming themselves lords of the land and promoting the delusional ideology that they themselves are owners of the earth above everyone else that they share it with which is the rest of humanity, whom without they would not have their wealth. If you are a parent, you immediately know that your children are your first beneficiaries and heirs to whatever you leave behind, be it a nest egg or a pile of debt. As beneficiaries to what we, the collective parents of the world, leave behind, you should ask yourself, do I want my child or children stuck with the stress and fear of paying another human for a place to sleep.
Or do I want some assurance that my child will grow up in a community that shows its dedication to coming generations by already having something like this trust in place? Do I want my child being born with the knowledge of wealth creation and maintenance plus actual property to practice and learn from? Or do I want my child growing up in a community where they really don't own anything, nor are they taught the principles of wealth creation in and outside the sphere of money? Do you want your child growing up disconnected from the land that sustains it, or do you want your child growing up to hold sincere respect for the land that generates everything we need, have, and want? If your answer was yes, then I strongly suggest you learn about trusts and work to, to spread the idea of better structured community-owned land trusts for every individual of the community and the world. By using trusts like this on a large scale, encompassing entire neighborhoods and cities, keeping focus on the three parties of the circle of trust, the steward, the trustee, and beneficiary, which we all are at one stage of our life or another, we can begin to reverse the damage done by the government of corporations and other irresponsible property stewards, otherwise known as slum lords, lords of the land, executors, and administrators. Use, using an earth for all land trust like these will also familiarize more communities on the very important skills of resource and wealth management and building, plus its practical day-to-day -day application of which we all are undertaking every moment of our waking lives in some form, aspect, or another. And as I mentioned, in this episode, there are many other sites, books, and resources where one can learn about trust development and how trusts have been used by the elite to basically monopolize, commodify, and extort middle and low income individuals for the same resources and assets that we can be creating and solidifying for ourselves. And on that note, thank you any and everyone who has taken the time out to listen to this episode of Hard Truths, a podcast of the Free Public of Newtopia. Live long and prosper and long live the Free Public. Okay, this is a small addendum to the Earth for All Planetary Land Trust, and I believe that in order for a concept like that to actually be viable, um, it has to have some main basic components, and um, my belief is those main basic components consist of voiding all of the claims of all of the largest real estate companies who charge everyone else to share the planet with them, uh, being the first base of building an actual, viable, workable <laughs> planetary trust for all peoples. Um, the second base, I believe, would be to officially recognize the fact that everyone living today is a descendant of ancient peoples, and we all are therefore heirs to the planetary resources that have been passed down to us 
from our ancestral tribes, regardless of wherever they may have originated from. And let me see. Um, base number three is that since we are all descendants of original indigenous native peoples, regardless of our color or place of birth, it should be officially recognized that, you know, we are all stewards and simply are sharing this planet and its resources at its, you know, at its core, that's what everything should be built around. But um, once again, thank you any and everyone for taking the time to listen to this segment of Hard Truths and uh, live long and prosper and long live the free public.